to the Stop, Pop, and Drop podcast. My name is Danny Bennett. I'm joined by Kyle Gearholtz. How's it going, Kyle? It's good. Good. The weather sucks, but we're inside, so can't complain. We live in Detroit. This is the, these are the things that we put up with. Yeah, but I mean, without all the snow, you almost like expect sunshine. Uh, interesting. Interesting theory. Not sure that's how it works. I, I wish that's how it worked. Kyle, the Spurs and the Warriors played on Monday night. Did you catch the game? No, I did not catch the game. And I was going to turn it on in the second quarter, but I kind of realized I didn't need to watch it. That's kind of how I was by the time I did tune in. I had an experience watching the second quarter of that game. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't been in a moment like that in a long time. I was watching a team disintegrate the other team who was supposed to be, who, was, who had the biggest win margin of any team in the NBA. The Spurs were winning by 14 points a game. And Golden State was absolutely dismantling them. Draymond, I, I'll never forget this. Draymond catches that ball at the top of the key and immediately turns into an overhead back uh, uh, bounce pass into the paint to hit Clay like right on the money, and that put him up by like seventeen or nineteen. I was just like, I've never seen anything like that. They just absolutely own them. Do you think this? Do you think this game that game means that much? No, you really don't. I don't want to look too much into it. I mean, it solidifies a. Golden State is this great team that can win at home regularly. Yeah. But, I mean, I know there are no neutral neutral side games in the NBA, but in a seven-game series, who knows what happens. I don't want to look too far into one game in Golden State. Yeah, it is the regular season. I think it matters, though. I really do. I don't think this team's going anywhere. They're able to rest their guys because they're winning by so much. They, they can have Steph sit out in the fourth. Uh, they can start having nights off for guys down the stretch in this, the rest of the season here. And they are probably going to win 70 games. Yeah, but if you look at... I mean, they're going to win 70 games. I don't really see a scenario where they aren't unless, yeah. you know, they just rest their guys for the last month of the season, yeah. which at this rate they'll be able to do. But so will the Spurs. Yeah. The Spurs are not going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, the Spurs are going to be there. I mean, I think this is going to be the, the lineup. It's going to be the Warriors. It's going to be the Spurs. It's going to be the Thunder. Like, those three, yeah. to me, like I don't see them settling in any other order, which is interesting because that means the Spurs and Warriors will probably play the Western Conference Finals, which is awesome. also means that the Warriors and the Thunder will play second round, which will That'll be, be cool. outstanding. That'll be cool. I Well, I hope it'll be cool. Yeah, I can also see the Warriors running away with that. They could. I think the Thunder in the playoffs are, are suited really well for the playoffs because they have guys that have been there. Yeah. And when it comes down to the playoffs, you start grinding against the other team. You can't just uh, free flow like the Warriors do as much. Like yeah. They'll still be able to do that, but uh, when you're playing the same team, there's just there's something to it. You can't uh, – adjustments are made, I guess, is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to bring up is, is adjustments, and people are going to eventually – a defense will figure out this Golden State team. Uh, uh, it's going to it. happen. Maybe not this regular season. Maybe not these playoffs. But this this can't go on forever. Yeah. As good as Steph Curry is from the three-point line, just just there. I mean, they're going to figure it out. Could be the Thunder this year. I mean, you talk about experience. That was one playoff run. I know they won the title. But they, I mean, that team has only been that deep one time. Okay. So... You've got, I mean, this Thunder team isn't the same team from 2012 13, but it's a similar they're better. team. They're, they're, they're exactly. deeper, more experienced. And, and the same with the Spurs. They're not, I mean, the Spurs, that's not going to happen to the Spurs right now. I, I'll put anything on it. 
that type of game that happened on Monday is never going to happen again. And you got to think that Pop may not be playing his full hand, if you will. I if a coach was if there was a coach that was going to do that kind of not give it everything, uh, it'd be Pop for sure. Before I move on, I just want to say that you're still pouring shade on the Warriors. You're still you're still throwing shade at them a little bit. A little even bit. after this. I, I'm not doing shade that I'm not I, I'm not gonna say they're not the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, you can't not say that. But see me in the playoffs. Do it twice. Okay. We know how difficult that is. I was I've been throwing shade at them as well, as you know. But that game and it, it's not the meaning, it's not the impact of the game. It's what I saw. Like what I'm seeing. When I watch this team, I think I'm watching the best team that's ever played this game. I'm just I'm a series guy. Like I I like the regular season obviously is important. And if if the Warriors beat the Spurs by ten plus all four games yeah. that they play this season, then I'll change my tune and yeah. obviously the Warriors are gonna win the title. But it's one game, it's the first time they played all year. The Warriors know how great they are in the Spurs. They they probably either got caught up in what a huge game this was, which doesn't really happen to the Spurs, which means I think it might be more of what you were saying with Popovich, not putting everything. Kawhi up. Kawhi took like less than ten shots. You know, it just can't have that. It's a, it was a strange game, but it really it meant a lot to me. I, I watched something in that second quarter, which is the only quarter I watched, the only quarter I needed to watch. It was a ten thirty start at our. You know, our yeah. time zone, so it was tough to stay up for the whole game. But I saw something that just blew me away. I think that team is just extremely, extremely good. So, yes, uh, Warriors dominate the Spurs. The other big thing that happened this week, there was a uh, coach firing. Yeah, kind of not. Obviously, we're talking about David Blatt uh, being fired as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm really not. You weren't shocked? I this? wasn't shocked. I was maybe shocked at the timing. Okay. I was actually more shocked that he went into this year as With the head job. coach. Yeah. I was too, you know? I I he he's like he's got no energy. He I mean How do you like it's tough to believe in that guy. You watch him and you, you watch his interviews. He doesn't really speak with conviction. No. He obviously doesn't have the, the experience to back it up. And this is what's really interesting to me is that he was hired June 21st of 2014, uh, as a guy that's going to come in, help develop Kyrie, some of the other younger players, and LeBron comes back July 11th. So they, they hired a guy, hired a coach, knowing that they had a chance to get LeBron before LeBron came back. So why would, I know LeBron is just a player, yada yada. Is but he? He's not. He's just not. So why would you not wait? To see if you're going to get LeBron and then hire a coach. Yeah, I mean you don't want to you don't want to cater to. A, not saying LeBron isn't important, one of the most important players in the NBA, if not the most. But you do want his say. I mean, if he's going to take this team to win a Finals championship and all that stuff that he's expected to do, he's got to be on board with what you what you're going to do front office wise and coach coaching staff. Who knows what Tyron Lue is going to do? We have no idea. Um, but 
you could see that he did respect David Blatt. Yeah. No, I don't think many people on the team did. To be no, honest, I, I mean it's it's coming out that really nobody did. I never I never gave Eric Spolstra a lot of credit because of the team that was assembled in front of him. He's a good coach, but he's a good coach, and he he changed the culture. He made sure nothing got on hand there. Yeah, and you know, Chris Bosh never would have come out and spoke the way Kevin Love did, kind of about LeBron throwing a little bit of shade at their leader, quote unquote. Okay, um, that never would have happened. Under Eric Spolstra, but no one cares what David Blatt was going to do because yeah. he wasn't going to discipline that team. He was being undermined by the big three, and it seemed like he was afraid to tell them to do anything. So I think the rest of the team was frustrated that they would make mistakes and Blatt wouldn't get on them for that. So the, the bottom line is LeBron just needs someone that is going to tell him when he's wrong, you know? Yeah. And whether he wants to accept that or not, that's what's best for him. And Spolstra did that a little bit. They they found, a, uh, as a unit, they kind of came together in Miami. I really, really am against this notion that LeBron's a coach killer because, I'm sorry, Cleveland fired their crummy coach because they want to win a championship. This yeah. is, I mean, it has something to do with LeBron because he's on their team. He's top two or three players in the world. But... It, <laughs> I think it's just a silly notion. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, going back. I mean, going back to Spolstra. Does he have the resume he does without LeBron? And he stayed there throughout LeBron's entire tenure. Like right. And there was never really. There might have been rumblings, but there was never any consideration of finding a new coach. I mean, these LeBron-led quote-unquote super teams that they've been deemed never start out super hot. Yeah. You know, they have runs and they go on great runs during the regular season, and he won two titles in Miami. He, a coach killer is such a reach. I think it is too. And a lot of great players have had coaches axed and have had issues with their coaches. Kobe with Phil. Um, you know, Jordan had Doug Collins. They sent, quote unquote, got Doug Collins fired. Um, Boogie with hits. everybody. Boogie with every coach that he's had <laughs> since elementary school. It's just, it's not, it's not fair to LeBron because he's just. He has to coach that team, Frank. I mean, he has to be the one leader on that team. I wish they would have just made him a player coach. It would have been. I mean, Bill Russell style. <laughs> do you think some of it has to do with, you know, Wade... Dwayne Wade was a veteran just as long as LeBron was. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade would step up to LeBron. Like, he yes. would stick up for that team. Absolutely. Kyrie will not do that, not even close. And I don't think he doesn't have the Love, ground to stand on. Exactly. That's what I mean. It, it's nothing against Kyrie's character or who Ky- he is as a person. It's experience. Yeah. And it's the same with Kevin Love. I, I don't think – I think there might be something between those two. You know how I feel about Kevin Love. But I don't think anyone's going to step to LeBron um, and question not so much his leadership but his decision-making. And if there's not a head coach to do that, then this team's going nowhere. I think I'm, I'm becoming more Team Kevin Love than I am Team Kyrie. I always kind of gave Kyrie a pass because he's so talented. Last season he put up back-to-back 50-point games. If you yeah. can fill it up, you know, and LeBron can get him open shots and, and he can create, that's fine. But he doesn't pass. You know, he, he gets the ball and he finds his own shot, but he's not making the team better. At least Kevin Love fits into a, a team scheme. You know, he's an elite rebounder. Good outlet passer, at the very least. And, yeah, he's overpaid for those types of things. But at least he's, I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. I don't think the three work as, as it stands right now. No, they def- they don't work. I don't know if it's personality or, or what they want to do on the court. Um, but it's not. 
it's not working. It's probably not going to work long term. I think David Blatt might just be the tip of the iceberg as far as this team goes. Hmm. Um, I mean, they're already paying overpaying Tristan Thompson crazy amounts. Yeah. Um, they're paying everybody. Their payroll's out of, out of control this year. They're the highest payroll in the league by a by a decent margin. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, as the I mean, maybe they win the title and everything goes back to normal. I wouldn't be. I would not be shocked. I really wouldn't. I mean, if they they're going to come out of the East, they're just going I mean, yeah. to come out of the East. There's no other way about it. So they're gonna have a shot. They're gonna get their shot at the Warriors again. And how are they gonna How are they gonna stand up? Do you buy into the notion that they're coasting through the regular season? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, I think that LeBron will take another vacation, and then I think he'll come back and and play be playing at a higher level like he did last year. I kind of agree with it. I think they're coasting. I think they want to make sure they're healthy more than they make sure that they have a record-breaking regular season record. Well, in what ways are they coasting? I just I don't think they're like not trying, but I don't think any of these players are breaking their backs. I mean, maybe LeBron because of the competitor he is and just he's LeBron. Um, but I kind of agree with what you're saying as far as LeBron taking another vacation and maybe in crunch time. You know, as the season gets further, if they're ever in danger of losing the one seed or something like that, they'll step it up. But I think they're more focused on being healthy than winning night in, night out. I do think they take don't take the night off, but aren't giving it 100 times. I think that's more important to them, but I don't think they're demonstrating in any way that they're not trying to win every night out. I think it's difficult, especially to think of examples, because... They're not like a hometown team, so we don't get to see all 82 games. Um, and the games that are on ESPN are big games. So you have to buy it. You have to wonder how that factors into it. I don't think they're coasting against, obviously, like Golden State. I think that's an alarming score. Yeah. But I think there's something to the fact that uh, let's get help. Let's make sure we're healthy. You know, no one's, you know, if something's sore, they're going to sit out the rest of that quarter, whether it helps the team or hurts the team. I think that's how you have to do it if you're a contender in the league. The Warriors aren't doing that because they're on a different planet right now. They they it's so it's so cheesy, and it's said all the time. But they're literally playing at a different level when they when they play the Spurs. They're playing the second best team in the league, and there's a margin. There's a noticeable gap between these two teams that night. Yeah, I mean, think about how many people picked the Spurs. We did. We did. We both did. Repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. We we talked about Kawhi for two weeks. Yeah, maybe we just don't talk about great players and we'll see. I'm over it. I'm if the if this if the Warriors are gonna do this, by all means, go ahead and do it. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna throw shade anymore. You're gonna keep pouring shade. It's okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I have to though. I gotta keep up appearances. <laughs> okay, so we 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 covered the two most macro things going on in the NBA right now. Tonight the All Star Reserves get announced too, which is Somewhat exciting. It looks like there's going to be some people left out that are kind of sad. But um, other than that, we have my power rankings, which I made for the Runner Sports earlier this week. What kind of bag are they in? And we put them in a uh, like a lunch bag kind of bag. And what we're going to do... Did you just finish those tortillas? or? I had the tortillas earlier. <laughs> they are in a corn tortilla bag. I had some corn, corn tacos. Tortillas. <laughs> Um, and we're gonna pull them out, and we've got all the teams listed here. And what are we gonna do? We're gonna do one one word that well, we're gonna sums do up like this a team. word association. 
as far as these teams go. We're not going to do all 30 teams, obviously, right? No, we don't have to. We'll just go as far as you want to go, Kyle. You do the honors. All right, I'll pick, I'll pick the first. I'll just pick one at a time. We want to get micro because we don't want to just talk about the big stuff here. Unfortunate. Who do you got? I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh. Um, really not a bad team. Super injured. I think it's unfortunate what has happened on the season because I thought they'd be a good playoff team. I think that they would be a good playoff team just because of Anthony Davis for the most part. The only other like, real legit piece to me is Ryan Anderson, who's the prototypical four for, this, for how the league is set up now. Yeah. But besides that, like, Tyreek Evans is basically the Josh Smith in guard form. You, you just like, you don't would, know how to coach him. You had mentioned that the other day. Eric Gordon is always hurt. Uh, Drew we, Holiday always hurt. We've seen what can happen when they put it together, though. They can score at a rampant rate. They can be the eighth seed. I want more. I want more for Anthony Davis. Like, please don't let this be another LeBron thing where they don't get enough talent around him and he has to just do everything just to get into the playoffs. And they'll get over the hump as they get used to playing with each other. But I want to see them bring in some talent sometimes. Yeah. At least it looks like they'll get a, a good lottery pick. Yeah. Uh, that's, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean by unfortunate. So your word for the Pelicans is unfortunate. Yeah. I have the uh, Miami Heat. And I'm going to go with confusing. Because when you look at their <laughs> roster, on paper, like in 2K, I bet in the video game, probably a really fun pl- team to play with. Pro- you know? Probably. You get D. Wade involved, post up with Bosch, hit him for threes. But Whiteside's getting 13 blocks a game. <laughs> Whiteside's block attribute in 2K yeah. is probably like 200. Yeah. But they don't fit. Like, they don't work together. It seems like we're waiting yes. for some night where they're just like, oh, yeah, the Heat. Like, they have really good starting five. They are putting it together, but they're just kind of middle. And it's not like they're going to get to the playoffs and be like, oh, they're playing really good all of a sudden. Like, it just doesn't happen. They're playing really good defense. Spolster's a good coach because he coaches good defense. Yeah. And that's The Heat were a terrifying defensive team when LeBron was there. Yeah. But uh, offensively, I think he runs too many sets that don't involve Goran. I think Goran Dragic is being massively underutilized. Really good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, I don't know all that much about him. I call him a really good player, but that is a weird team. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they're meshing yet. I think yeah. they will, though. Okay. Not this year. All right. Pick a Kyle. Pick a good one. <laughs> I have the Bulls. Uh-oh. Probably my favorite thing, favorite team to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, What's your word? My word. Uh, catastrophic. Yikes. Listen, listen, because it can go two ways. Catastrophic in the sense that they could be a huge detriment to the Cavaliers. They could throw a huge wrench in all this talk we have about the Cavaliers. Or this little thing that I'm convinced is bigger than you think it is with Jimmy Butler and D. Rose can blow up, and another coach is going to get fired, and this team is going to fall apart. Wow. Catastrophic. First first off, I do think they can beat the Cavaliers. They almost beat the Cavaliers last year in the playoffs. Secondly, I think that you're making too much of it. I think I, there might be a rift between those two guys, but I think they're just a really good team. Pau Gasol just isn't missing from the field right now. See, Jimmy Butler is 
for my money, probably the the best shooting guard in the league, if not Clay Thompson. One of our one of our bosses, Rob, at the Runner Sports, is a Chicago guy. Yeah, can't stand Pau Gasol. <laughs> well, I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter, um, and maybe I read too much into his tweets, but it pretty much seems like he wants Pau Gasol not off Chicago, but you know, back not in the NBA anymore. So, Interesting. Um, I just I'm waiting to see at the end of the season if nothing has happened with uh, Butler and Rose that I'll. I'll call it quits, but I'm not sold that this is not bad. They gotta move Derek. I feel like it, it, just, just, just cut the tape. You know, like it's over. It's over for them. Oh, we got a good one here. The Philadelphia 76ers. Speaking of over, <laughs> a long, long time ago. I'm gonna go with. Oh man, one word. One you word. Could, you could get super creative with this. I, one word for the Philadelphia 76ers would be bad. I'm just going to say bad. It's just <laughs> really, but, I mean, what else is there? I will say over the last ten games, they're, they've won a few more games. I think that they're playing at this pace about like an average NBA team. They pushed the Pistons last night. Almost beat the Pistons, actually. Uh, I, read, I listened to a podcast interview on USA Today's podcast with Brett Brown, the coach, and he was... You would, you would expect a coach of a team like that that is obviously tanking and doing very poorly to say the typical, well, we're just trying to improve every game over game and trying to learn from our mistakes. and just But he was just way more candid and just was really passionate about making this team better. And I think, I don't know, I, I, I kind of believe in him. And I think they have a, a long fan. way to go. But, uh, you know, I think that... Uh, there's a, maybe a little more optimism than everyone thinks if, right If now. they stick with him, I think they'll they'll get it together eventually. What do you got, Kyle? <laughs> I have the Lakers. Oh, God. It's getting stinky in here. Abysmal. Abysmal. That's a good one. Uh, I don't really have anything to say about the Lakers. They suck. Nothing? They're really bad. Um, they're, they're horrible. Probably worse than the Sixers. At least they are worse, I think, right now at least. Um... At least Kobe Bryant's playing really well. Is <laughs> like 33% just, from the field just, good? Just pick another team. <laughs> Love you, Kobe. Love you. Okay. What do we got? I've got the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm going to go with surprising. What was the final score of that game last night? Uh, was it close? I was watching it towards the end. But no, I think the Mint Warriors ended up winning by 15-20. Uh, Mavericks, I'd go surprising. I don't think many people, A, expected the West to be as non-competitive as it's been, which has allowed Dallas to, you know, as a, with a couple games over 500, to be in a playoff spot. Yeah. I think they're like the fifth or sixth seed right now. I, yeah. The bottom um, half, at least, is not competitive. Darren Williams is shooting 35% from three. He's averaging 14 and eight. Like, he's actually playing, like, a good NBA point guard again, and you know, maybe he has been this whole time. He was just playing in Brooklyn, you know, and Middleton, and they were bad. Uh, Dirk is actually playing pretty damn good. Best shot he hit against well, LA. He's the playing well. I know, I know. I like Dirk. A little respect from Kobe there on the bench. Too. You got him, Dirk. We'll do one more each. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, let's get a good one here. Tortillas. I don't even. Okay, I got the Bucks. Okay. Promising. Really? 
And I know that's not a popular opinion um, as far as this Bucks team goes, but I just there's something there. Right. I don't know if it's I don't actually I know it's not the coaching staff, but these players they're like a couple pieces away um, from being better. They're not elite, and they're very far away from being a one, two, or three seed. Yeah, but they looked. You know, last year they looked pretty good. That was a weird series against the Bulls in the first round. You almost thought that they could have beat the Bulls, but then they started to pull away. They're just there's something there. Eventually, this team is going to be good. They're, well, just, they're just quicker than the uh, Pelicans. I I I think that Anthony Davis is so good. I think that they'll put some pieces around him. Maybe maybe they they hit gold with their lottery pick this year. But the Bucks are disappointing to me. If I had a word, really? it'd be disappointing because I figured they would be at least be a fringe playoff team, and maybe they'll make a run and get back into that. But there's a lot of pieces there, and they don't seem to be fitting. Greg Monroe doesn't seem to fit with them. Anybody. Uh, Jabari's come back and hasn't been quite the player. He's still a little ways off. Will be a very good player, though. They have pieces. I mean, Chris Middleton. Um, uh, who's their point guard? I can't remember his name right now. But uh, yeah, can't he can't the, shoot. I can't even pronounce the Greek freak's name. But He's awesome. I love him. He's great. We were do- I was looking at the 2013 draft uh, for my piece that I just wrote on Kentucky Contavious Caldwell Pope that you guys can read on therunnersports.com. And the 2013 draft, if you were to redraft it, he'd probably be the number one pick. Really? You've got C.J. McCollum would be in the mix. You've got Rudy Gobert. you got KCP. And it'd be, like, between those four guys. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's a good player. Could possibly be a great player. Yeah. Very um, interesting skill set. Yeah. So they're, like I said, they're not good now. But I think they were early last year. We talk a lot about teams that get somewhere too early. You're ahead of um, and I think the Bucks were a little bit ahead of schedule. Yeah. I think Jake Kidd's a good coach. I like when he spills drinks on people on purpose. That's my favorite. Oh, really? I thought that was on XM. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so my last one here is the Boston Celtics. I'm going to go with... Promising. You can't... No, you literally can't use the word I just used. Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That's just poor on my part. Uh, Can't use promising. I'm going to go with uh, encouraging. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Their coach is really good. They have a lot of nice pieces. They're just waiting on that superstar. They play really tough. I mean, they're like 26 and 21, and they don't have a star on their team. You know, it's – they just are tough out every game. Their, Their best player is Isaiah Thomas. He's good. I like Isaiah Thomas a lot. Yeah. But, gosh. Yeah, encouraging. I mean, since we can't use promising, encouraging would probably be a good way to put that team. I don't know where. Um, we're picking this for your power rankings. What do you have as far as where did you put them? For this week, I had the Celtics at uh, 12. 12. They had a little slump and they had yeah. been surging again. Yeah, I can, you know, somewhere in that 12 to 16 range, mm-hmm. I'll put them. But, like you said, night in, night out, they're they're tough to play. They're yeah. not, they're gritty, um, but they're a little bit, a little bit off as far as, you know, where they probably should be. Um, but, like I said, all these teams, we picked a lot of teams in the lower half of the NBA right now. True. For the most part, other than the Bulls. It's good. We wanted to go micro. Exactly. We to get no, I like that. And there's some a, shine. 
you know, there's there's a star on just about every one of these teams. I would just I think the Celtics have kind of overachieved, to be honest. There's no stars there, like I said. They're kind of waiting on it. So they've got Brooklyn's pick. I think I told you that. Yeah. Uh, so Brooklyn's pick unprotected, which will be a top five pick. Maybe they, they strike it with uh, a player there, but we'll see. That's going to do it for the podcast this week. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Actar Actar, for our theme music. We have a really, really special show next week. We got to sit down with a, uh, uh, a Detroit sports writer and talk about the Pistons and the Jersey retirements that have been going on for Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups. Talk about their legacies, and we had a lot of fun doing it. We actually taped it today. So look for that next week. Thanks again for listening. Kyle, thank you for oh, being dude, always a, always here. a great time for being me. I get it. I love it. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. All right. See you next week.